Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hey everyone, you're on air with Ella. So glad you're here. I want to thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the time that you spend with me and I have a lot to share with you today. Today's guest is me, just me. I have uh, received a lot of requests from you after particularly episode number one with Joe Cross of Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. It piqued a lot of people's interest in juicing. Perhaps you saw the movie Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, or perhaps you only heard that episode. Again, that's episode one of On Air with Ella. And in that episode, we talk about the benefits of juicing. We talk about them again in several episodes since. Juicing is one of those topics that gets a lot of people's interest. It has such radical benefits, and they're quite obvious quite quickly, so it definitely piques a lot of people's interest. But if you've never juiced before, um, or particularly if you've never done it in your own home, honestly, the cost of entry can seem kind of high. So you might not have any idea where to start, any idea what kind of tools you need, what kind of juicer to get, etc. And also, it's kind of easy to make a really nasty juice or be turned off by the idea really of, you know, cramming a bunch of salad into a juicer and drinking it. Like that turns a lot of people off. So what I want to do today is I want to answer questions for those people who have asked me time and time again. So I'm interested in this juicing thing, but I don't know where to start. Or it sounds kind of gross. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't love vegetables. It sounds expensive. I can't afford a juicer, much less the produce to go in it, etc. So today we're going to talk about all of that. I'm going to share with you my top tips for juicing, as well as talk about some of the mistakes that I see people making that I certainly made myself as I was figuring this out. And what I'm not going to do is spend a lot of time convincing you that you should juice. I will touch on the benefits very briefly, but most of today's show is going to be about how, where do I start, what do I do? What do I not do? You know what I like to say, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can. You'll hear me say it time and time again. So we're going to start where you are and jump right in with my tips for juicing. So I will touch briefly on what juicing is versus blending, because I do think that there is some confusion there. Two entirely different things. So let me tell you very, very briefly. A blender tears things up. It obliterates them and you keep all of the ingredients. So a blended drink is going to keep, let's say if you put veggies in it, for example, or fruits, you're going to blend them up in a blender. When we're talking about smoothies, a lot of people talk about high speed blenders, which would include a blend tech, uh, maybe a ninja or a Vitamix. Those blended drinks, keep all of the ingredients in the container. Think about it. You throw it all in there, it obliterates them, and then you drink the whole things. That's great. It's wonderful. Juicing is completely different. Juicers extract the contents from 
the produce that you put in them. So in this case, when we're talking about juicers, and there are really two primary kinds, and I'm not going to give you a lesson in juicing apparati, but I will tell you that there are primarily two kinds. There's a centrifugal juicer, and they spin the spin and shred the fruits and vegetables, push them through a strainer, and you get juice out the other side. And all you're doing is feeding that stuff through a tube. If you watched Fat Sick and Nearly Dead, that's what he's using when he opens up the trunk of his car and he's shoving juice juice into the machine, that's a centrifugal juicer. That's what I use. The better juicer, arguably, is the masticating juicers. They're also known as slow juicers or cold press. And those actually chew or masticate, that's where the name comes from, your produce by grinding and then squeezing the juice out. They take a little bit longer, they tend to be slower, obviously, and then they're, they also tend to be more expensive to get a good one. They're great because they have a very high juice yield and less pulp, but one of my tips for you that we'll get into is don't obsess about what kind of juicer you're going to get. Start where you are. I bought the centrifugal juicer because it was made by Breville and it was easy to get and I didn't know if I would pick this up and make it a habit so I bought that one and I thought well if I get into this then maybe I'll look at the more expensive masticating juicer and that was four years ago and guess what I'm still using my super user-friendly centrifugal juicer made by Breville which I will provide a link to as well as a couple of other options on the web page with that said don't obsess about the type of juicer you're going to buy start where you are start where your budget is start where your interest lies and you can always upgrade and you can always even resell the one that you buy. So if you buy a budget version that's um, you're going to expect to expend, you should expect to spend somewhere between $100 and $300. Obviously you can go lower, obviously you can go higher, but expect to spend between $100 and $300. And if you want to eventually upgrade, you can resell your juicer, sell it on eBay, sell it on Craigslist, sell it to a friend who's where you are now. Okay, so that's my first tip. I'm jumping ahead of the game just a little bit. The first tip is do not obsess about the type of juicer. Start where you are. By the way, some people are really anti-juicing because they're really angry that it strips all of the fiber out. Um, in fact, it separates the pulp from the juice. That's what the centrif centrifugal juicer does. So some people get annoyed by that. And this is what I say. First of all, juicing and blending are not either or. You certainly can do both. I sure do um, on a regular basis. I have having a juice does not prevent me from having a smoothie later on in the day. Does juicing separate the fiber from the juice? Yes, absolutely. And if that bothers you, then I think you might be thinking about this the wrong way. Think about this. Juicing is an extremely effective way to get a whole lot of nutrients into your body very, very quickly. If it costs you some fiber to do so, that's okay. There are trade-offs here. Use the smoothies when you want that extra hit of fiber, but just know that with juicing, you can consume even more quantities of vegetables because you are not getting the fiber. So you can extract the minerals and the vitamins from them and actually get, I mean, you can get 10 vegetables through your juicer and it's much harder to drink that in a blended drink. So Joe Cross does a really good job of explaining why he thinks that that is a false argument in the episode that we did together that I've already mentioned. Okay, so just to touch very quickly on the benefits of juicing, and like I said, this show is not about selling you on the idea. This episode is actually for people who are already interested, they just don't know where to start, or they are juicing and they want 
some information about how to maximize that experience. So if you want to be convinced about whether juicing is good for you or not, then you can go watch Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. All right, to be clear, we are not talking about juice fasting in this episode either. Juice fasting is a whole nother animal. I um, am not an enormous fan of non-sustainable practices. I totally get the benefits of juice fasting. I'm a big fan of doing what works for you where you are when you need it. I today though am talking about adding a juice a day to your diet. So five to seven days a week, adding one green drink to your day. That's where we're coming from today. So juicing is a really efficient way to get nutrients into your body really, really fast. Actually like a pre-digestion process of really bulky fibrous foods. So green leafy vegetables, can you eat 10 in a day? Maybe you can, I sometimes do, but juicing helps me get at anywhere from six to 10 servings of vegetables in one sitting. To me, it's like a shot of all natural vitamins in one cup and it definitely makes a noticeable difference in my health when I'm very consistent with juicing and it makes a noticeable difference in many ways when I am not. Let's move into some tips and some mistakes. I'm sort of combine them. I'm going to share best practices with you and I'm going to share with you some of the mistakes that I see a lot and that I certainly have made myself. I've already explained number one, worrying too much about the juicer that you purchase. Do not let that be a hurdle to getting started. Start where you are. That was number one. Number two, thinking it is too expensive to juice. This is a big one. And frankly, if you are in dire straits right now and you honestly don't know how you're going to pay the utilities and the rent this month, then getting a juicer is probably not starting where you are right now. That's probably not the best idea for you. However, if you are simply value conscious or on a budget, or perhaps you have a large family and you have to be quite conscious about how you spend your dollars, or perhaps you just like to get a value for what you spend your dollars on, I'm talking to you. You can spend five minutes on the internet searching, juicing on a budget, and you will get many, many, many tips. So I'm not going to belabor that point right now. What I do want to share with you are just some quick ideas for you to think about. The first one is, are there setup costs? Yes, you have to buy a juicer. Are there recurring costs? Yes, you have to buy the produce to go in them. Are both of those things such high hurdles that they are not worth the benefit? Again, Unless you're in the exception bracket that I've already talked about, the answer is no. So let's cut to the chase here. If you feel like investing in your health and investing in a juicer and then buying fresh produce on a weekly basis, which I recommend doing from your farmer's market wherever possible because it's abundant and much cheaper, then what I want you to do is I want you to retire another habit for this one. I want you to make a trade-off. So I'll tell you the habit that I retired in order to sort of cost justify this when I got started because I'll be honest with you, I appreciate the value of a dollar. And telling my husband, for example, listen, I'm gonna go drop, I don't know if I spent 200 or $300 because it's been four years, but telling my husband I'm gonna go drop several hundred dollars on a juicer that I hope I like is, you know, that <laughs> I can appreciate that that can sound a little trivial. So this is how I justified it for myself and frankly how I benefited from it. I used to go to Starbucks quite a bit and 
every time you've heard this argument before, every time I went there, I was spending what, three to $4 for a cup of coffee. Now I can make my own coffee and I can do it for a third of the cost. So how about I skip Starbucks and I make my own coffee and I spend that money on my one fresh juice every morning. That was a trade-off that I made and I stuck to it and it's worked out for me. And now I'm not really doing the cost justification thing anymore because it's been four years later. So I'm sold. So if you're worried about the expense, again, do two, take two actions. The first one is Google juicing on a budget. You'll get a million tips and two, consider what habit can you retire for this one? Just think about it. All right, and then I wanna point out three quick and dirty tips. Remember, if it doesn't work out, you can resell it if you clean it really well. You can resell it on Craigslist or eBay or to a friend who's getting started or something of that nature. You can buy low and upgrade later. And thirdly, don't forget that you can buy refurbished. So you can go to the manufacturer's websites themselves or even on Amazon and you can search for refurbished models. And especially if they have a warranty, that's a great option. Moving on, let's talk about juicing itself. One of the mistakes that I have made that I would like to share with you and that I still see people do um, much to their discomfort is to fail to juice on an empty stomach. So let me flip that mistake around to a tip. The third tip today is to juice or to consume your juice on an empty stomach. This for me, since I eat constantly, means the only option for me is to juice early in the day. There are a couple of exceptions. Uh, obviously, if I'm running around, I haven't had time to eat anything, then a juice remains a viable option for me. But just know that juicing on an empty stomach yields much, much better results. So several reasons why. When your stomach is empty, it will readily absorb the first thing that it comes into contact with. So you want to introduce water first um, on any given day. And then a wonderful thing to follow it with is a green juice. Now, let me pause there and tell you there are many, many days, in fact, the majority where I do my water as I'm prepping my coffee. So I drink a liter of water, then I'll have my fatty coffee, typically, that's my bulletproof coffee, which you can read about on my website or in the episode we did with Elizabeth Benton of Primal Potential. Lots of information on the site about that. But in any case, we're not talking about bulletproof coffee today. We're talking about juicing. So I do my water while I fix my coffee. Of course, I'm doing 20,000 other things at the same time. But in any case, then what I'll do is an hour later or so, then I will consume my green juice. I'm really talking about not putting solid foods in there before you drink a green juice. So I'm not trying to overcomplicate this. The point is you can make it and I have some tips about how to store it. You can make it the night before. You can take it to work with you, et cetera, et cetera. But in general, you are not going to want to be chasing a meal within two hours, within three hours even uh, with a green juice. So green juice on an empty stomach. You also will get arguably maximum nutritional benefit here. So it not only sort of supercharges you, you have a green juice and it makes you feel pretty vibrant, but also your body's going to absorb more of it. So you are digesting that juice within 10 or 15 minutes. Most people, most experts agree that you're actually absorbing more of the nutrients. All right. So that was a lot of information about a very simple tip, which is to consume your juice on an empty stomach, preferably early in the day, but of course, whatever works for you. All right. 
Another mistake that you will see if you start Googling juice recipes is people put too much fruit in their juices. Now, using fruit is a good idea. Using the right portion of fruit really cuts the green taste of the greens that I'm going to talk about you using. So definitely including fruit is a very good idea, and I'm going to share specifics about that with you. But using too much fruit is dropping a big fat sugar bomb into your system and without the fiber to slow it down. So what I like to do is I like to recommend that you start with say a whole green apple and then you wean yourself down to a half of a green apple as you're making juices in the recipes that I'll share with you or I'm not going to give you recipes on this show, but I will certainly share them with you on the website and I will give you some ingredients tips as we go here. But if you have any questions about that, you need to listen to Elizabeth Benton at Primal Potential on podcast number 12, I think it is. You can just search for Elizabeth Benton on the website. And she talks about what happens to your body when you just pour that much sugar into it even fruit. It's still fructose. It's natural and it's much better than a Coca-Cola. It is still a big fat sugar rush. So if you are at all conscientious about staying in fat loss mode, or if you're, you are trying in fact to lose weight, or you're not particularly active, or you don't want the insulin spike, you don't want the sugar spike, then just know that putting more than one to two servings of fruit in a juice is not actually helping you. And in fact, in fact, could be hurting your fat loss goals. I actually try to stick to, I don't count my lemon as fruit because it's so low fructose. So I don't count my lemon as fruit, but I will try to have either no additional fruit or maybe half of a green apple or half of a pear. Again, I'll get into more ingredients later. So just be aware of that. Okay, I don't know what number we're on anymore. Maybe let's say number five. Tip number five is to remember that juicing is not a meal replacement. So I touched on fasting before. I told you I'm not talking about that or even really promoting that in today's episode. So I want to be very clear that having a green juice is not the same as having a meal. A green juice, consider it liquid sunshine. Consider it liquid vitamins, nutrients, antioxidants, because it is all of those things. Very, very hydrating and wonderful for your body. Is it lunch? No. Okay. So, and again, it it lacks fiber. So it's not even going to make you feel full. It's going to make you feel great, but it's not going to make you feel full. So some people will disagree with that. They'll say, oh, it satisfies me for hours. That's great. If that's you, then Godspeed. But I'm a girl that likes to eat and I don't want anyone out there to feel like if they start green juicing, that, that they should be frustrated if they also still want breakfast or they also still want lunch. It's not a meal replacement. Okay, so here's a funny tip, completely random and I'm sure out of order, but wash your juicer right away. <laughs> this I learned the hard way, especially with mine. I Like I said, I don't have a masticating juicer. I have a centri- centrifugal. I will be able to say that by the end of the show. And it churns up a bunch of fruit, uh, fruit and vegetables. It spits the pulp out one side and it spits juice out the other. And it all has to be rinsed off. So if you don't at least soak that sucker before you walk away from it, you are going to be scraping flecks of dried pulp off of your juicer. And honestly, you're never really going to get it super perfectly clean. So go ahead and rinse it straight away. That tip is for free. Okay, so here's a time-saving tip. When you buy your produce, 
go ahead and wash it and cut it up and put it in your glass container right then and there. So go to the farmer's market on the weekend, go to Costco on the weekend, buy a boatload of fresh stuff, go ahead and rinse it and put it in a bunch of glass containers and fill up your fridge with it. And then when it comes time to make your juice, you're just opening the door and you have this beautiful array of options and you throw a little bit from each into your juicer and away you go. Now, I have a confession to make. I don't always do that and my refrigerator does not always look like something that belongs on Pinterest. However, when I do do that, if I do that on a Sunday, it ends up increasing the frequency that I end up juicing that week. So just a tip that I learned the hard way. Another tip, consume your juice immediately or store it very carefully. As it turns out, the minute you juice your fresh produce, the cell walls of the produce break down, obviously, and that's what provides you with these nutrients really, really quickly. So that's great. But those nutrients are very sensitive to air and to heat and to light and to time. So they degenerate. And most studies and most experts, and if you look this up, you'll see most people say, drink it immediately and finish it within 20 minutes. The best thing to do is to drink the juice immediately after you make it and not batch it for the week. I'm going to give you strategies for storage, so don't freak out if you don't have time to make a juice every morning. There are options, but just know that making really large quantities and batching it is not your best option if you're trying to maximize the nutritional profile. That said, I want to go back to something that I think maybe I've mentioned before. Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Okay, so if you need to make juice and then store it, I'm going to give you a couple of tips about that. And again, I'm so sorry for mentioning this again, but Joe Cross did such a good job of explaining all of this that he actually mentions that toward the end of the show, how he actually does it because he does not make a fresh juice. Mr. Joe the juicer himself does not make a fresh juice every day necessarily. So if you do store it, I wanna give you a couple of tips. First of all, freezing is awesome. So you can pour a bunch of juice into an ice tray and stick it in your freezer, or you can put it into a baby food tray, which is just a fancy, more expensive ice tray that comes with a lid. I ended up buying those at the end of the day. So I will link to the baby food trays that I ended up buying for storage. I'll put a link to that on the website as well. So you can pour, if you have just a little bit of juice left over and you don't wanna waste it and you don't wanna drink it right then, pour it into those ice cube trays or those baby food trays and freeze them. Now, by the way, you have juice ice cubes, so you can take those with you sometime when you want juice and you just leave the ice cubes and let them melt themselves and you'll have a juice a little while later, or you can drop them into a blended drink that you might be making later, all right? Or of course, you can just use it to store it and do what you want. All right, couple more tips. Include herbs, or as my English husband would say, herbs. So including herbs is something that a lot of people don't think to do. These are fresh herbs, okay? But I actually use basil, especially when it's in season. It's about the only thing I can grow, by the way, because if you've ever done it, you know it basically grows itself. So I will stick some basil in a juice. I will put cilantro in a juice, fresh cilantro or fresh 
parsley. I don't love the taste of parsley in this way, so I don't always go that route, but cilantro and parsley are wonderful metal detoxifiers. They literally pull heavy metals out of your blood. So grab a little bit of that. Don't go crazy because they can be overpowering, but grab a little bit of that and you're getting an extra boost there. So basil, cilantro, parsley, there are certainly others. And if you are more talented than I and you grow these things, or if you have easy access to them when they're in season, make sure you try those and run those through your juicer as well. All right. When you're doing that, when you are making your juice, there is an order that matters. So here's another tip for you. You want to generally follow this order, leafy greens, then soft veggies or soft fruits as the case may be, and then hard fruits and veggies. The reason why the harder fruits and veggies like apples, carrots, beets, that type of thing, um, even cucumber, they help push through any bits of the leafy stuff that might be stuck in the feeding tube of the juicer or maybe just um, didn't get pushed all the way through. So it's just kind of common sense, but it's nice to know that because you might not otherwise think about it. So leafy greens, then soft fruits and veggies, and then hard fruits and veggies. All right, let me pause there and tell you some different ingredients that work really, really well for, that work really well for new juicers, meaning you, the juicer. Couple of things that I learned. There are millions of juicing recipes. I'll give you a couple, but as I said before, I get kind of lazy about it and I just go to my go-to produce. I'll always have something that's in season or if it's abundant or if it's easy to get, then then I'm going to figure out a way to make that taste good in my juicer. But otherwise, I have kind of some stock ingredients. So this, the, I'm not about to talk recipes. I'm just going to talk ingredients. And the reason why is what you combine things with makes a huge difference in terms of whether the juice is palatable or not. So let me tell you what not to do. What not to do is do what I did when I started, which is if something's good, you might as well do it on steroids because then it's going to be great. That is false when it comes to juicing. So what I did is I went and I mean, I think in the first juices that I made, <laughs> I think I put like 12 vegetables, you know, maybe, maybe 10 vegetables and two fruits. <laughs> I put a salad bar into my juicer and I squirted it out the other side and I made like 32 ounces of salad bar and it was disgusting. And because I just spent however much money I spent on my juicer and then however much money I just spent on the produce, of course I'm going to drink the whole thing because I'm not going to sit there and have my husband look at me and say, this is the juicer that you wanted and I can't even get the juice down. I'm going to stand there and drink it like I love it. And guess what? It was so gross. It tasted like liquid salad. So I learned a few things since then. Here's what I learned and here are some of the ingredients that I like. I learned that ginger root, which is not something I'd ever bought in my life before, because I think if you've been listening to date, you know, I was never a kitchen wizard, but I went and bought ginger root. If that sounds fancy to you, it is just what it sounds like. It's a little piece of root and they have it in the produce section pretty much everywhere I've ever looked now. And you just want one inch or less. So just pull out your thumb and look at like sort of your thumb tip. You want like a thumb tip or less of ginger. It can be rather tangy and too much ginger clears out the sinuses, not 
awesome tasting. Okay, so you want to get some ginger root because that kills some of the salad bar taste. It reduces some of the greeniness. That's going to be a word that we're going to use. Um, so that's one in, must-have ingredient, and it lasts for a long time. So ginger root, and you don't have to buy very much. Okay, lemon. I now buy like two bags of lemons a week. Lemons are probably the most useful contribution I've found to my little juicing world because again, they cut the greens. Think about it when you cook and you squirt lemon over um, greens as you're sauteing them or anything like that, that acid really cuts some of the bitterness and it does the same thing in the juice and lemons are so good for you. By the way, you can use your juicer to make, this is a really important public service announcement. You can use your juicer to make Fabulous lemonade, which is great, but you can also use it to make really good mixers. So I'm just gonna leave it there. Okay, back to the, our regularly scheduled programming. Cucumber. Cucumber is not something I used to buy and snack on because it's like water. Come to find out, it also has a great many minerals in it. So cucumbers are really good for you and they really can sort of moderate the flavor of your juice because they add a lot of water and no strong flavor. So I highly recommend those as well. Green apples. I don't eat green apples. Green apples are just too tart for me. I don't enjoy snacking on them. In a juicer, half of a green apple or a whole green apple goes a long way to cutting the bitterness of the greens that I mentioned before. So it's like a lemon. It's so tart that it's really, really helpful and a much lower sugar option than some other fruits. And it can add a really useful flavor to your juice. So I will buy them for that purpose alone. All right, a couple other ingredients. I always, 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 always put in leafy greens. So whether it is spinach, and I actually don't like to use spinach because I eat tons of spinach anyway. Um, I'll put those in my blended drinks because spinach, here's another rabbit hole. I'm gonna go down it for just a second. Spinach works really well in blended smoothies. So in your high powered blender, spinach is a godsend because it shreds really, really easily. It's very, very mild. And so you can add spinach to almost any smoothie and you cannot taste it. You, you can put in one to two handfuls of fresh organic spinach leaves. And yes, you might be able to tell you put it in there because it changed the color, but you cannot taste it. And anyone who does not believe that or it sounds gross, I just really encourage you to try it because everyone who's ever been skeptical about that ha who has tried it has, has converted. So spinach blends really well and it cooks so quickly that it's my favorite go-to green. So I actually don't use it in the juicer very much and it doesn't produce much juice. So I actually stay away from that. Another green that I don't use in my juicer very much is kale. Now kale is a powerhouse veggie for sure. I mean, it's got vitamin K and it's just really, really super healthy for you. It turns out that it is arguably better for you if it's slightly steamed or slightly cooked in some way. I'm not going to go into that topic right now, but I will tell you that that combined with the fact that kale is so strong and actually can be quite bitter and can contribute to that salad taste that I just prefer milder greens. Three things that I found juice really well that surprised me were bok choy, it's a type of cabbage, and collard greens, it's another one, and then chard, so rainbow chard or green chard. Those three things to me sounded like they would be so 
who wants to drink bok choy, right? Turns out they're very, very mild. So when you put them into your juice, along with your cucumber, a little bit of ginger, some lemon, and then whatever else you're putting in there, it comes out with a very nice fresh flavor without being overpowering like something like kale. So that's my tip for you. Spinach is fine. It just doesn't yield that much juice in my type of juicer. Kale is up to you. And then chard collard greens and bok choy are surprisingly mild and packed full of wonderful nutrients. And as yucky as that might've sounded to me, I was wrong. And those are really, really, really good options. All right. I think I'm going to stop there for now. There are many other things that you can juice and should juice, carrots and beets. And there are many different reasons why you should juice them. So you could actually look up juicing recipes by symptom. So if you wanted to have a liver detoxifying juice, you could look up that recipe. If you wanted to have a reduced inflammation juice, you could look up by that recipe. If you're trying to lose weight, there are loads and loads of very low sugar or no fruit recipes for you. So you can certainly sort of index your juice recipes that way. But my recommendation to you, just get started. Just try, go out there, figure out which juicer you want. I will put a juicer buying guide at onairwithella.com. Go get your juicer. Go buy a few of the ingredients that I mentioned to you. Google a couple of recipes that you think might be good. Make sure you buy at least ginger or lemon or green apple and go to town and give it a shot. And don't get scared off if the first five that you make are gross. It's just stand there like I did and make a face like it's the best thing you've had all day and figure it out. And again, if you want me to provide more information on anything beyond this, let me know and I'll figure out if we can do another show. So I hope this is helpful to you. I hope that you learned something, whether you've started juicing, whether you have not even gotten out of the gate with juicing, or even if you've been juicing for a long time, I hope that I have created some value for you today with these tips. With that said, every single thing that I mentioned will be listed on the website and you can just go click on it and it will take you right to those resources. So I try to make it really, really easy for you. If you know someone that can benefit from considering this as an option, share the show with them. It's a very non-invasive way to maybe help steer them in the right direction. So that's it. I thank you for your time and I thank you if you have gone on your computer and left a review for us in iTunes. That just means the world to me. I thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.